From the capital of Canada, you're listening to The Album Drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. That's a record. Their new album. Drop, drop, New and excitingly different. And they keep dropping, dropping. Drop it like it's hot. You could drop on back. Drop dead sex. And then come those words we have all waited so long to hear. Your weekly look at the new release shelf begins right now. Here's Phil Shirakawa. And another episode of the album Drop is on the air. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Phil Shurikawa. Today, we celebrate one year on CHUO. Hard to believe that we've already gone through 52 episodes of the program. But we have. And if you're willing to let us, we'd like to keep doing more. So today we're going to look back at the last year and some of the highlights and lowlights and everything in between. We're going to start off with going all the way back to five minutes before the very first episode of the album drop here on CHUO. And to set the scene for you, this is what it sounded like. Uh, at the top of the hour, I believe there's a brand new show going to be on the air, Ooh. debut. I don't know anything about it, but it's very exciting, so you should stay tuned for that. So needless to say, big things have been expected for a long time, and like to think that we've been able to deliver thus far. So today we'll be looking at some interviews that we've conducted, some music that we've played, some fun that we've had, and we're going to start it off by looking back to our conversation with Australian pop duo Anne Horse. They were in town last August, and we had a chance to catch up with them before their show at Cafe de Cuff, and this is what it sounded like. For a group from Australia, you spent a lot of time in Canada. Why is that? We spend a lot of time everywhere, I think. Every time we get to a city again, like we're driving into Ottawa today, and I always think, how many times have we been in this city? And I think it's like the seventh time or something, which is crazy. But I guess that's what happens when you tour a lot. You just end up back in the same cities again. Um, it's true. Do you guys still live in Australia? Or I do. You do? I, I live in Toronto now. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm half Canadian. Yeah. You no, just got your residency. I just got my residency. Congratulations. Thanks. Why? It's so cold here. Why would I do that? No, it's lovely. And I noticed that uh, you, you recorded Walls in Vancouver. Yes. Right? Uh, was there a reason that it was Vancouver and uh, not, you know, anywhere else in the world? Well, we went where Howard was, and Howard lives in Vancouver, so it kind of made sense. Instead of us all going somewhere different, we went to where he was, and it was, uh, you know, a more affordable option. Recording in Vancouver was excellent in summertime, and Howard is excellent, and it was just a, it was a good, good time all around. And how did you guys uh, get hooked up with uh, Howard? He mixed our first record, and um, we were introduced to him by some friends who um, had worked with him before. We just immediately kind of hit it off with him when we first worked with him, so, and, and we talked at length about recording an album with him proper instead of just mixing the record, which he did on the first one. So, so that's how it came about. So, another question I have is about this record, uh, Walls. It's it, it almost seems like there's it, it, it tells a progressive story. Now, is that something that I've read far too deep into, or? Um, maybe, but you know what? Maybe that's maybe I just haven't read deep enough, because I feel like sometimes the songs reveal themselves to me way after the fact. Would it be fair to say, at least, that there's a lot of similar themes on this record? Yeah, I think so, for sure. I think it, it was written definitely during a period of time when there was a lot going on, and so you know, it's just kind of writing about life and in a particular period there's only so much you can kind of feel and write about so you would be correct because i mean i noticed there's there's lines like um like this far north and to the right yeah or um, it's canada yeah right it's just weird to think of ourselves being to the right of anything because oh you're it? very far right <laughs> I didn't mean politically, although your elections didn't weren't very promising recently. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, Australia's not very. It's not much better. Politically at the moment either. But if you look at a map where we are, which is Australia, which is the center of the universe, basically, you guys are up and to the right. And so, I mean, actually, you're the last thing on the map before it ends, because Europe is in the middle. North America's to the right. See, now, you haven't been living in Toronto long enough, because uh, otherwise you'd think that Toronto was the centre of the universe. I, I'm, I'm sure I'll get there. I'm sure I'll get there. I do like it, so 
haven't seen enough world maps with Toronto in the middle. I mean, North America in the middle. I only know maps where Australia's in the middle. Oh, it doesn't matter. This could be a we could go too deep. conversation. I feel maps. like it's because I had this world map desk liner when I was a kid. So when I was doing my homework, I was looking, always looking at the map. Yeah. Good story, Kate. <laughs> Hi, I'm Damon. And I'm Kate. And we are Anne Horse, and you're listening to CHUO. 89.1 FM. I sat in an airport thinking, I'm gonna die. I sat in an airport thinking, I'm gonna die. Die. And it's on the album Drop CHUO 89.1. It's from the record Walls. It was produced by Howard Redekop, as the group had discussed. An excellent album, great show, and looking forward to new stuff coming from them, hopefully in the near future. You're listening to the album Drop. It's our best of the album Drop one-year anniversary special. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Phil Shurikawa. Thealbumdrop.com is where you can connect with us and where you can look back at all the new music we've brought to you over the last year, there's links and download streams and all sorts of fun stuff for you to explore there. We post music news, links to the Facebook page and our Twitter feed, and how you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so that you never miss an episode of the show and any of the fun things that we do. And this show is broadcast live every week from the studio here at CHUO 89.1, the basement of the Morissette Building of the University of Ottawa. And with it being live radio, sometimes we run into a little bit of trouble. And if you put it together with some fun music underneath it, it can be quite hilarious. Here's the proof. Now, let's get back to the album drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. 320 in the nation's Talking over my announcer. Pardon me. I'm Phil Shurikawa. This is the album drop. Uh, Can you tell that was a new one? Uh, Because I wasn't prepared for it. We will always need humans at least until we figure out better computers. I think we have all the gremlins out of the technology. I'm really hoping that's the case, at least, because I am not in the mood to fight with a computer. You never win. Maybe it would help if I played this song. We're going to take a quick break, come back with more right after this. Okay, you know what, I'm going to do this first and do that. And then push a few buttons, and then I'll say, we're going to come back with more right after this. It's the Album Drop First Anniversary Special Edition program here on CHUO 89.1. Thanks for listening to the show. My name's Phil. 
And in January of this year, we introduced a new segment to the program. It's called The Music Meltdown. And every week, around 3.30, we take a look at what happened in the world of music news. And here are some of the more memorable stories from this year. The music world is always changing. And sometimes things slip through the cracks. The leader of one of rock's most gifted and promising bands, Nirvana, is dead. And this is the story as we know it so far. And the Grammy goes to the suburbs. Can confirm the rapper was busted for marijuana possession after his... The passing of George Harrison. The former Beatles prosecutors in Philadelphia have dropped their long-running fight to execute Mumia Abu-Jamal. From the pages of thealbumdrop.com... This is the Music Meltdown. And this is the Music Meltdown. You can follow along on today's page at thealbumdrop.com. Our top story. Tough news earlier this week uh, with the passing of Adam Yoke, MCA from the Beastie Boys. The prolific MC and music pioneer passed away after a long battle with cancer. He was 47 years old. Tributes are pouring in. Uh, got a great uh, link on the page to something I wrote. And you can... Uh, Coldplay does a great cover of Fight for Your Right to Party. And I implore you to check that out, assuming you can handle listening to Coldplay. Roots are already working on a new album. The Philadelphia-based R&B group released their last record, Undone, just last December. But drummer spokesperson Questlove has been talking about being in the studio. I asked the blossoming superstar how to pronounce the released title, which is ampersand T-Y-S-Y-C. He responded to me on Twitter by telling me the title is an abbreviation, which should only cause more speculation. So it's going to be a five word title but thus far that's all that they are giving us and in a recent interview with the edmonton journal chad kroger of nickelback was asked if his group will ever end up in the rock and roll hall of fame he responded by saying that accolade will probably arrive posthumously around the same time as their first grammy now that was me paraphrasing um here's a, another quote from the same interview uh, we don't feel pressure from the label or management or anything like that we set the bar pretty high, you know, for ourselves and our fans. That was the singer from Nickelback. Yeah. Okay. This has been the Music Meltdown. More information anytime at thealbumdrop.com. Facebook, Twitter, CHUO, we're everywhere. Who else but the Album Drop? What a year it has been. Make sure you tune in every single week to hear the latest music news on the Album Drop. And visit thealbumdrop.com every single week. All of the music news we post there. And on today's page, I've posted a link to our SoundCloud account where you can hear back every single previous episode of that particular segment. It's not the only fun segment we do here. We also, from time to time, take a look at what's going on in the world of internet music. And that sounds a little something like this. What the f*** is the internet? And now, the best of the online music community. Am I on the internet? The internet? Is that thing still around? Thank you, Al Gore. For the internet. Ooh, they have the internet on computers now. This is what we found on the internet this week. Unlike yourselves, I was born without taste buds. Let me demonstrate. Serena Williams. Her and her sister Venus have pretty much dominated women's tennis for the better part of the last 10 or 15 years. They're pretty much unstoppable. Incredibly athletic people. They can run. They, they, they hit the ball harder than any of the other girls out there. It's just domination. Now, uh, tennis is a very hard game on your body, all the running and the quick stopping, the jumping. It takes its toll on your joints, your shoulders, your knees, your hips. Really, really take it hard. So it's not surprising to hear tennis players start to wind down their careers in their early to mid-30s. Plus, the money's great, too. So, I mean, if you're a top-caliber tennis star, take the money and run. Keep your health. With that in mind, I guess Serena Williams is starting to transition towards the future. And part of her future includes... A rap career. She's got a, a tune that uh, she's cut and it's going to be coming out uh, soon. This is what it sounds like. I 
ball hard, no tennis racket. I can see these haters through my Gucci glasses. I make hits like batting practice. They be like, Serena, is you really rapping? And that's me. Thanks for listening. Schooling these rappers, they should pay tuition. I make a lot of money, but that ain't your business. And you can tell the people I said this. I win, I really mean it. Swag out this world, you should call me Venus. That's my sister, my name is Serena. On the court, I serve them up, no subpoena. I cook the track up like a frozen pizza. Beat so crazy. All right, that's enough of that. I, uh, uh, congratulations on a fantastic Missy Elliott impression, Ms. Williams. Um, that, that's that's uh, about the only positive thing I can say about that. Goodness. I um, can, can we get her a racket? Or um, maybe she should, you know, teach tennis lessons or something? Or... I don't know, because I guess it's a shame because there really isn't that much music like that out there. So I'm glad that somebody is making more of it. So let that be a lesson to you, everybody. Just because you can kick my butt doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to ignore the fact that your music sucks. And now back to the album drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. Here's Phil Shirakawa. Welcome back to our first year anniversary special here on the album Drop CHUO 89.1. I'm Phil Shurikawa. And one of the highlights of my radio career thus far was when I had a chance to sit down with Graham Wright from Tokyo Police Club to talk about his new solo album. He was playing a show in Wakefield, Quebec at the Black Sheep Inn, and he took a few minutes out of his preparation for the show to sit down and talk to me, and here's a little bit of that for you. What came first? Was it the song cheered on or the name uh, Tokyo Police Club? They came at the same time, I think. Um, I think that we were sort of looking for a name and then uh, things were floating around and then that, that tune was also floating around and there was kind of a plug-in spot where it would all work. And as I recall, it just kind of was like, we'll call the band this and then that will be the lyric of the song. It'll be great. All right, so uh, let's talk about your, your record for a bit, Shirt and Skins. Because uh, it's different from the Tokyo Police Club stuff, and really, it's even kind of a contrast from uh, the Lakes of Alberta. Right. Um, so, where did uh, where did this, these songs come from? Uh, it's a little more purposeful. I mean, I guess the Lakes of Alberta stuff is a little more what I write on a on a daily basis because I, I sit down with an acoustic guitar and I don't have a band usually to write with, so it just kind of defaults that way. Or it did for a long time. Uh, when I was writing the songs for Search versus Skins, I kind of forced myself. I thought, you know, I can't. I want to write some fun songs. I want to write some fun rock songs. I've never done. I've never really done it before, and so I thought, well, I will. Uh, I will do that. I'll just. I'll just see if I can. I get it's a challenge as much as anything to really see if I was capable of, of doing this because I kind of thought maybe I wasn't, but I, I thought I came through okay. And uh, a lot of the press I read about this record says this is potentially, I guess, like a, a first in a series. Yeah. Would you care to elaborate on that? Yeah, I just wrote a lot of songs. In 2009, I wrote something like 60 songs. I'm a terrible self-editor. Um, I really think that almost every song I wrote that year is good enough to release. But I'm not going to, you know, I, I wasn't going to release a triple album, obviously. And I didn't, and I didn't, and I didn't want to cut 40 songs. So they started naturally slotting themselves into three sort of molds anyway. Like, I, there was the fun rock songs, which I was trying to write. There were the quieter folk songs, which I was still writing anyway, because I couldn't help myself. And then there were like the really self-pitying like breakup songs that were just like dark and personal and weird. Uh, and so I thought, well, let's make three records. So at least in regards to how uh, the music community has seen this record, reviews have been kind of all over the place. Yeah. Do you uh, do do you take any stock in that kind of thing, or does that does that affect you at all? No, I was curious before it came out because I'm never I've never really been bothered by reviews um, with Tokyo or anything. And and. Uh, but then I started to think, well, maybe because there's a, there's a real separation there. You know, there's a buffer that is, I don't write the songs. So maybe it's easy for me not to take that much stock in Tokyo Reviews because it's not my, it's not my songs at the end of the day. Um, so I was curious to see how I'd react. But, um, yeah, there were some positive reviews and there were some negative reviews and there were some stuff in between. And I, I read some of them and it didn't really bother me. I thought, you know, there was one in particular that I really, that was my favorite one, and I actually ended up emailing the guy that wrote it just to say, like, thanks, man, I really thought you, you got it. And it wasn't a particularly positive review, but it felt like he, more than a lot of the reviews I read, really understood what I wanted. He, he, I think he, he, he was, like, the criteria he was judging the album on were the criteria that I was trying to make the album live up to. And so it's kind of nice to see something like that that wasn't like, it's terrible, but... It, you know, it didn't say it's terrible, but it said, you know, it could be better at doing what it is. And I think that as well. I mean, even, you know, at this point, those songs are two years old to me. So 
as, as much as I still like them and have a fond spot in my heart for them, I also, I mean, I think I'm way stronger as a songwriter already. Um, and I think I, you know, just, I, I, I totally see the flaws and it was kind of, I, I found myself noticing that a lot of the positive reviews, I would see a review and think, oh, that's so nice. That's a positive review. And then I'd look and say, like, oh, I did an interview with that person, you know, two weeks ago. And I, and maybe they really like the record, you know, I don't want to be too cynical about it, but there's also something where, especially in this day and age where, you know, if you're, if you're running a blog or you're running a small publication, there's going to be a sense of gratitude to anyone for helping you out and doing interviews and stuff. And I, I hate the thought that people maybe feel obliged to be nice to it, but I think that that probably happens. Um, and so it's, it's more interesting for me to see a review that says I could do better than just a review that's sort of like pleasant and nice. I think that happens all the time, for yeah. sure. Yeah, uh, the album's pretty short uh, as far as an album. I mean, it, but it's to the point and it's concise. I guess is that just indicative of your songwriting? Do you ever write long songs? Or I've started to. Um, n- at no point, nothing that I wrote. You know, the 2009 thing. All those songs were really short. It's just it's a sort of a similar progression with Tokyo, where you're finding your voice as a songwriter and a confidence thing that comes along eventually, where you feel like you can write longer songs and, and they're okay. But it was also I was at where I was at when I was making Shirts vs. Skins was a very populist kind of thing. I was I, I was really in this headspace where I was like music should should be fun to listen to and just entertaining and, and I love three minute pop songs uh, and I don't really I don't feel like chal- I don't want to challenge people I want it just to have, be really fun and be good times and stuff uh, which I still think is a totally valid point of view. But since then the music that I'm working on now, which God knows when it'll come out because I'm like three albums ahead of myself, but is a lot more expansive and long. I, you know, I have like a 10-minute song, and I, I want to write more. And I'm at the place now where I really enjoy stuff that goes on for a long time um, and is challenging. You know, I really enjoyed like the latest Sufjan Stevens record, which even though I love it, I still find it hard to listen to sometimes. And like the Colin Stetson record, I really like that, but it's, it's, there's ugly sounds in it, and it's this kind of really interesting beautiful ugliness it's like brutalism almost in music and I really like that I really like sounds that sort of gently unfold themselves like I was I was playing around with a looping pedal the other night just in my apartment just screwing around and I was just recording some guitar and percussion into it and it was all going to logic at the same time so I just have it down and I was intending to sing over it and then I just, it just got to this point where I really liked the loop and I was just like I'm just gonna let this record till it's 10 minutes long then when it gets 10 minutes I thought I'm just gonna go to 20 and I ended up recording 45 minutes of you know a two bar loop uh and I kind of there's I, I kind of really want to just make some kind of four or five song record where the songs are just forty five minute loops. Uh, it's this. If you ever go go like next time there's a car alarm going off, go just stand and listen to the car alarm, and your ears start to process sounds differently. It doesn't get less annoying, but you start to hear tones and stuff that you didn't think were in there, and indeed maybe aren't in there. But just over a long time, hearing a sound, it sort of evolves, and I I find that with nice sounds to be really peaceful in a lot of ways and a really almost meditative experience where you can just kind of like this music just sort of zone you out and you just sort of hear it as you hear it and it changes and I, I kind of am excited about doing stuff like that although that's to- probably totally a separate thing other than recent Graham Wright the Good Times Band stuff Hey, this is Graham Wright I'm in Tokyo Police Club and I made an album myself You're listening to CHUO 89.1 Hey, I'm a no. Parla Issa, Rosalia. 417, sul micro no? My baby's a gimp, oh yeah, she walks with a limp, but she don't want no sympathy, no, no, no. She colors her lips, oh yeah, she leads with her hips, but she can't take her eyes off me, oh, oh, oh. My girl is so hip, you know she talks with the lisps Yeah, she makes such a mess of her words She's got a couple of drinks in her most of the time Yeah, she only ever asks for what's hers My baby says, look, she's got a coloring book And she colors between the lines She's out every night, could be with hundreds of guys But she always comes home to me, hey, hey
My lover's alright, you know she waits for the night When the spacecraft will take her away She's all over the place, so yeah, she's way out in space And she can't keep that smile off her face My baby's okay, you know she thinks every day Will be the greatest one of the year She takes off her clothes for the people she knows But she hopes they won't ever be here From his record, Shirts versus Skins, Graham Wright and Potassium Blast here on the album. Drop CHU 089.1. Solid record of tunes and puts on a great live show with the solo act too, so no excuse for you to miss it the next time Graham Wright comes to your town. Now, let's get back to the album drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. And you didn't have to tweet so much. Put a period before every single reply And you say more than I need to know So now you're just somebody that I used to follow Somebody I used to follow Here's Phil Shirakawa. Welcome back. Gautier's hit Somebody That I Used To Know has certainly been everywhere this year. If you want to hear the full version of how I turned it into a song about Twitter, visit today's page at thealbumdrop.com and watch the video. Now, I figured this would be an appropriate time for us to debut a brand new segment here on the show. It's uh, going to be a very limited one, as there are time restraints, but let's go for it. I didn't prepare a speech, and I'm sorry, but I'm glad that I didn't, because I'm not going to do this like everybody else does it. It's about time to add some new voices. And now, the album drop presents... Before we present the award... The nominations are... A look at one of the nominees for the 2012 Polaris Prize. And the winner is... That's a clever opening. Originally from Vancouver, Grimes bursted onto the scene in 2012, thanks in part to the strength of her album Visions. This is the first nomination for Ms. Boucher, and it's a well-deserved one in my opinion, as I find her style of ambient pop just to be weird enough to be awesome, but approachable enough to not be too weird. From the record... Visions. This is Circumambient. New stuff from Grimes on the album drop first anniversary edition. CHUO 89.1 FM.
listening to the album drop. Oh, that radio show. Oh, yeah, it's all the kids talk about on Monday at school. On CHUO 89.1 FM. Grimes, that one was called Vowels Equals Space and Time. Before that, we heard Circumambient, both of those tunes from her record Visions, which is in stores now and, of course, nominated for the 2012 Polaris Prize. Next week's show is going to be a lot like this week's show, somewhat of a different structure. Instead of just playing a whole bunch of new tunes, next week we're going to take a look back at some of our favorite songs from 2012. We do that around Christmas time as well. And one of the things we did this year 
with a look at the worst album of 2011. And that sounded a little something like this. Sometimes navigating the new release shelf can be difficult and nothing's worse than buying something that sucks. What the hell was that? Sweet, merciful crap! Blech! Oh, sheets. I'll take a crab juice. These are the albums to avoid. And what a year it has been for new music, both on the good side and, unfortunately, on the bad side. Where do you start with worst albums of the year? I mean, Brad, I'm looking at you. Right off the top of your head, if you had to choose the worst album of the year, you would probably say that it was... Lulu. <laughs> you can't put a butterfly in a jar If the effort's too mine no matter who you are, you can't catch the moon or the sun or the stars. It doesn't matter who you are. Without a doubt, Lou Reed and Metallica decided, hey, we're both kind of famous. People like our old stuff, so we should do an album together. And then Lou Reed was like, sure, I'll write all the music, and you guys can just be the backup band. And Metallica's like, awesome, because we don't really like thinking that much anyways. So that's great. And then they put out Lulu. Oh, man. Okay, truth be told, I've probably listened to about 12 minutes of it. That's all I could handle. I couldn't... Have you? Did you manage to get through the whole thing? That's the thing. Like, I, I almost feel unjustified talking bad about it because I haven't listened to a full song yet. But nobody will blame you for that because what they've put out and what they've made available is just awful. And to spread it out over two discs, too, like making it more expensive, they're poor fans, like, I really feel for them. Kind of brings me back to uh, wishing I could have a copy of Lou Reed's uh, Metal Machine Works from the late 70s. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. There's an album he did where it's just industrial noise for two vinyls length of time, about an hour and a half. And it's just literally... And I think I would rather listen to that than listen to anything from Lulu. You're listening to the album drop. You're listening to the album drop. You're listening to the album drop. You're listening to the album drop only on CHUO 89.1 FM. It's the album drop's first anniversary celebration radio program here on CHUO 89.1. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Phil Shurikawa. This past Valentine's Day, we took a look at a once-dying medium now suffering some sort of a resurgence among the various collectors, hipsters, and other obscure segments of the music-buying public. It's the Flexi-Disc, and no one knows Flexi's better than WFMU's Michael Camilla. He spoke to us over Skype about the appeal of this once-thought-to-be-a-throwaway item, some of which is now going for a pretty penny on eBay. There's just something about the vinyl format, however it may be cut. It just feels so real and important, and I think that was the appeal of the flexi-disc. No matter what the sound was, you almost felt like you had to listen. Would that be a fair statement? Uh, yeah. I think that they were a convenient and cheap way to disseminate information that had its time. People were looking for ways to get their message out there and into people's homes. It was an easy, cheap way to do it. Now we have the internet coming into everyone's home, but, you know, if you can get into someone's home with a message and they're actively uh, participating in the process, you know, it's, that, was, that was gold for advertisers or anyone who wants to get a message out there to get people to listen to something as opposed to just read it. It seems lately there's been a resurgence in the prevalence of the flexi-disc. A resurgence in the flexi-disc? Yeah. Well, at least it seems that way. Do you think this is just internet hype, or could we actually see these things all over the place again? I get a lot of um, people asking me, is there any way they can get a flexi-disc made? And I never really had an answer, but recently there's a company who's doing it through some place, I think, in Prague. And they're starting to manufacture them, so I'm starting to see new flexi-discs come out here. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I think uh has something to do with LPs, where... You know, the CD came out in, what, the mid-80s at some point, and everyone was told, your record collection's no good anymore. Go buy Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band again, because now you're, all your other formats are obsolete. A lot of people believe that and did it, so 
Those were great days in New York City. You, just walk, you would walk down the street, people's record collections were just on the sidewalk. You could refresh all your like old copies of everything. Seriously? They just threw them out? I think the people... Uh, I've always known record collectors. I never, saw, I never got rid of my records at any point. And a lot of people, they always like that ritual of putting the record on and listening to it. And um, I think that a lot of... Uh, People maybe like of your age didn't grow up with that. Sort of uh, when they discovered it, found a certain um, warmth to it, a certain affinity to a certain object, and looking at it and actually having it in your hand, playing it and listening to it and turning it over and with the liner notes. Something that you don't get with an MP3 or clicking on a, a word when you're hearing the music come out. Yeah, it's easy, but um, I think people like an object. Certain people. Other people are happy with it. But uh, so I don't think records will ever come back to where they were, but there's definitely a lot more bands releasing LPs along with their CDs. Or sometimes you get an LP, you've got a download code so you can listen to the music and iTunes. Uh, so I think people like that experience of a record player and putting on some music and having this object that they can um, kind of identify with more in a certain way. Radio with Turn Up the Radio here on the album Drop CHUO 89.1 FM. And that tune is from their 2011 album Campista Socialista. And was also pressed on a flexi and is still available for just three bucks from their band camp. The link is up on today's page at thealbumdrop.com. So you see, there it is. New bands printing flexis. No, it's not 1974 and no, you're not going to find it in the cover of a magazine, but pretty cool, especially if you like collecting records like I do. You're listening to The Album Drop, CHUO 89.1. My name is Phil. Thanks for tuning in. TheAlbumDrop.com is where you can connect with us.
Now, one of the things I pride myself on, at least in regards to my broadcasting ability, is the fluidness with which I speak. Now, sometimes, of course, like anybody else, I get a bit tongue-tied. And let's take a moment here to show you exactly what that could very well sound like. And they have a new single out. It's a uh, double-sided. Thank you for tuning in to the album drop. You can connect with us in a multitude of ways. Not, um, well, I was going to say, trying to think of a clever way to say this, but I don't have it. Lots more fantastic album drop-related goodness still to come. Yeah, yeah, man, and for those reasons, this is definitely the record I'm going to be buying more than any of the other... (laughs) How could you buy something more than the others? (laughs) (laughs) I'll just say that straight up and simple. Which is a new band formed with uh, Justin, the former drummer, or the drummer of the band that's currently on hiatus known as Broken Social Scene, as well as a couple of the guys that used to be in the band The Stills. That band actually did break up. CHUO 89.1 FN. My, my name is Phil. I don't apparently know how to talk, but you gotta take my word on it. I actually do it all the time. You're listening to the album Drop on CHUO 89.1. My name is Phil, and this is a new music show. You can count on us to play the best new indie, alternative, hip-hop, and electronic music as soon as it hits the streets. Or the internet, whatever the case may be. And a few weeks ago, we played the first leaked tune from the new Stars album, The North which is set to be released in September. Now we have another one. Here's Stars with Hold On When You Get Love and Let Go When You Give It on the album Drop CHUO 89.1 FM. There's been a lot of talk of love But that don't amount to nothing You can evoke the stars above But that doesn't make it something And the only way to last And the only way to live it Is to hold on when you get love And let go when you give it Give
sisters with it And always hold on when you get love So you can let go when you give it Give it, give it, give it, give it, give it, give it there's stars. That one is called Hold On When You Get Love and Let Go When You Give It. It's here on CHUO 89.1 FM. You're listening to the album drop. And that album, The North, will drop September the 4th. More fantastic music from Torque, Amy, and the rest of the boys in the band Stars. My name's Phil Shurikawa, and that's about it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning into the program and letting us celebrate one year on this station. We'll be back with our look at the best of 2012 so far next week but stay tuned the third wave is next here on chuo until then you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter subscribe to the show on itunes so you never miss an episode and we will see you next week thanks for listening bye have a beautiful time you are the weakest link goodbye keep fit and have fun if you missed anything or just can't get enough check out the album welcome to the internet my friend we'll be back next week on chuo 89.1 fm